The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. Stacey Pressman, our theme song by Sam Rhodes, the comedy experience all the way out in England, sending me a song. Uh, it's great to be here today. I always say that. It's not, it's not really great. I just say that to be positive, but I'm really negative. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors, Berry Best Brand Pies, for the delicious organic pies they send me every month. And we eat them like pigs, and they're delicious. There's, they're actually only 290 calories for the mini pies, and they're super berries. Yeah, they're fabulous. I'm gonna, Do you have them? Yeah. I'm going to have to feed my guest a pie. It's not the same without my guest. Um, so right now we're doing an early podcast, and later we're doing a later podcast. Uh, with one, I have one of my closest friends in the whole wide world sitting with me, and I'm so honored to have her here. Um, well, you've probably seen her have her own half-hour comedy special. She's been on... Tons of shows. You've seen her cruising around on Royal Caribbean making you laugh while you eat like pigs. Um, and she's just a fucking amazing comic. I want to, everyone, uh, let's welcome Miss Vanessa Hollingshead to the stage. I feel like we're doing an it's MC. Yeah, it's great to be here in uh, this beautiful podcast facility. <laughs> if I can get her off Tinder for a second. Yeah. Oh, you're a fine one to talk. We're both on Tinder. Like, we're not even telling each yeah. other. And this guy said, by the way, I live in the U-A-U-E-S. And I'm like, oh, great. Why didn't he put that on his profile? He lives in the United Emirates States. I'm like, maybe he's in oil. Maybe he's Arab. Maybe I'll be one of his four wives. Maybe he wants to travel and have sex. Like, I, <laughs> I already bad. wrote him off. And I, and I wrote him. I said, I really would like to be with someone that lives a little closer. And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Upper East Side. I'm like, how stupid. <laughs> Those, that's why, the, you know, it's not because I'm stupid. Really. It's because these are some of the calls they tell you, like, by the way, like, my parents live in Pennsylvania, but I'm actually in Peru, but I travel a lot, and you seem really hot. You know, then that starts. Oh, yeah, they don't even yeah, live here. From Ireland. They're from Ireland. One guy called me. They're here for a day. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I just I thought, you look Irish. I'm Irish. I'm in for a day. And uh, um, <laughs> I thought maybe we hit a pub. <laughs> I know they want to just meet for a day. They're horny and they want to come. Is Tinder like a hookup thing? Like, I think some people look at it like a hookup thing and some people look at it for relationships. I think the girls want relationships and the guys want to fuck. I think over 35 or 40, I think women are looking for relationships unless they're getting out of a marriage, in which case they want to hook up with young guys. And then the younger girls and guys, I think it's for a hookup. And then you have people that are just like, I'm not here for a hookup and they're not sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it could be a great hookup, and it ends up being like. Did you ever get a great hookup from Tinder? No, okay. I dated somebody for a month on Tinder, and we hooked up like after seven dates. 
Was, well, that's what you waited a good enough. See, that's it what wasn't they even say. worth it. Wait for seven dates, and then it he'll still really work want out. you, and then the relationship will work out. No, no it doesn't. It didn't. Have you bullshit. ever slept with a guy once and it's been awesome? Yes. And then you see him regularly. Yes. Yes. There's no that rules book. They should shove it up their ass. I know. Right? I just friend in the gym, yeah. and she's a little nuts, and she's yeah. always like, "You don't." He has. He has. She's all these rules. Meanwhile, she's like 65 and single. And yeah. she's been. She's never been married. But yeah. no, she was married like when you were twenties, I think, and that yeah. was the end of that. And she's always telling me, "Don't do this with a guy. Don't do that with a guy. He has to do this. He has to call you Wednesday for Saturday." Da, 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 da. That's the rules. But I don't follow them. No, they're always, it's all manipulate. It's always manipulation. You know when you're that man manipulation. Yeah. You always and you know when a guy has like you could sense someone's intentions. I think. Don't you agree? Like I, I don't even know if they're straight or gay. What do you mean? I can't tell. I've got no. Like, my friends are like, couldn't you tell that he might be a drug addict and only interested in you because he needs money to pay for his drugs? I'm like, no, I thought he really liked me. I mean, that's how bad I am. No, I'm bad, too. I, I've dated a lot of guys that are gay. Like, they're gay, gay, gay. Gay like, drug addicts. Yeah, I mean, gorgeous, charming. But gay. But gay and drug addicts. I mean, if they're sucking dick and then, like, I feel weird, like, if they if they have gay sex and then they fuck me. But I know bisexuals that, like, but women and men equally. But they put it out on the table. I've never been... Well, maybe I have. I, from what I've known... I have been with a guy for a long time. How long has it been for it's you? It's been... Uh, okay. Let's see. May, May... Like five months. Me too. Five months. And the last guy I was with, I called Major. him Burrito. Why? He was, a Cu- he was Cuban and Jewish, Orthodox. Oh, wow. That's and, hot. Um, I couldn't... Well, he was hot. Like, I really thought... You reach a point where you're like, you know what? There's something the matter with me. I don't care if I like have sex or clean the apartment. You know, I just wasn't <laughs> like I didn't feel like a lot. I'm like, wow. I guess I guess the hormones are shutting down, or I'm shutting down, and I'm really trying to not shut down. It's like I'm emotionally available, but my body's shutting down. I'm like this is awesome. Wow, I love getting older. And I met him, and we had some amazing sex pretty quickly. And then I felt like it was so good. He was like so passionate. You didn't want to stop? We didn't. Well, then he turned out to be so emotionally unavailable. What do you mean by that? I mean, I know, I know, I know what you mean by that, but what do you mean specifically? I went to go to England to visit my family, and he didn't even ask how the trip was, how my niece was. couldn't give a crap. I couldn't give a crap. And I could have gotten really defensive. This is where, and I said, you know what? I really want someone a little bit more excited about being with me than you are. So What did he say? He said, you know, you're right. I feel that I wasn't completely present. I said, no, you weren't. But I did bring you a present back from England. So just let me know. I'll mail it to your office or you can. That was very generous. Yeah, it was really nice. Well, I kind of did that to make him feel even worse. And what did you get him? If you don't I mind got me. him like some tea that he wanted. Oh, nothing crazy. Nothing like- crazy. No, he didn't, didn't really, you know. No, nothing crazy. Just tea. That's a nice gift. I thought it was, but I think he felt like a cad. So a cod, a cad, a, a cad. So I think he um, came. He was supposed to come to my place, but never called, never showed up, and I just never, I never uh, continued. Never continued the relationship. No, yeah, no. that's so. That was so that, that kind of happened with me. I was with this guy. We didn't, I think he wanted to get married to an Orthodox girl. He was they, playing yeah. the non, you know, having a good time with the non ones till he got serious. Again. There's a lot of guys like an Orthodox that. girl would be like, you know, no ring, no thing, right? No, well, so yeah, Orthodox, yeah, right. She, he was Orthodox. or they fuck other guys that and don't. He had like two dishwashers. I'm like, oh, this is so. Two, two oh, oh, he's kosher. <laughs> he was kosher. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, even was, date a guy like that. Yeah, 
I mean, he seemed, but he had the Cuban thing going on. Oh, that's oh my God! How hot is that? So he's he was kosher and Cuban. He was like a Cubano, oh a Cubano. Oh my right? God! How hot is that? He was hot. He's cute. <clears throat> he's very smart and sweet. But man, could he like? What did he do for a living? He was um, he was some financial. That's so thing. Jewy of me. What did he yeah. do for a yeah. living? <laughs> he was some financial thing, and um, he just was. A really great lover. He really. I sometimes, felt sometimes alive. That's I was fun. like, oh, you know, I was like, man, you got a groove back. I got my groove back. Stella got a groove back. Sometimes you just have to have fun. I think. So talk about your guy. What happened? All right. So I met him. He was like, he, and then we're going to talk about quantum physics because that's what we do on this Christmas <laughs> show. I love you, Vanessa. By the way, Vanessa, it's not always about guys and weight. Even though you look amazing, did you, you lose look some amazing? Weight? Okay. But um, no, actually, Vanessa caught the bouquet at my wedding, ironically, mm-hmm. and got the... And the flowers still lived, however, the, <laughs> the marriage ended. Died. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you didn't get, you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to get married after you catch the bouquet. Did you meet a guy after that? I met the uh, drug addict. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so I didn't, didn't, no, I didn't meet any guys. <clears throat> after the, after the wedding. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was one of the most beautiful weddings I ever went to. It was a most perfect tragic day. marriage. You looked stunningly Ugh. beautiful. I'm so sorry the, ma- the, the I'm so sorry the marriage was tragic, but it, it was one bad. of the nicest times I ever had. I had a good time too. I felt everyone was nice. Everyone was friendly. I was with Sharon. We well, were our friends were together. Yeah, all we were all friends. together. And you a- looked stunningly beautiful, and I just wished you. Uh, well, you yeah. know what? It was an experience, right? It was like yeah. one. You know, it's like a one day experience. I felt like I was doing a play. You, you didn't spare any expense. That was a huge, glamorous, beautiful Which I didn't have money. the money for. I don't. Let's not even talk about where that money could have gone right now. Right. I could have owned a, a, a house. <laughs> I think of the money that I spent trying to make myself, fix myself up, I could have put a down payment on a house. Of course, fix I'd be have gray and have lines and <laughs> no one would want me. But I would have my own place. So, I don't In know. In New Jersey. See, you don't want to live in New Jersey, and you no, look amazing. I don't so. even care anymore. Yeah, that's the point. So you meet someone from New Jersey. And then you move into their house. You move into their house, yeah. So um, that's so weird, because we were talking about, so we were t- 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 so what happened with me was that guy was yeah. like, we went out, he had a very interesting career, because he was on Broadway at night, mm-hmm. and he was older, not older, like, he was like six years old, which is perfect for me, because I mm-hmm. like, even though I like younger guys, because, you know, they're, but I wanted to go out with somebody older. I don't want to be the older woman all the time, you know? No. So he um, had two kids, and he had like, a, you know, a whole family thing, and and that was all right. I didn't really get involved with that. that. You know, we just saw each other after a show, and we had similar life hours, lifestyle that way, and then he had a, a business during the day where he was like in real estate, owned all this real estate, and da 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 and I don't know what he could, he, had, he had a business, like a real business. So I was so impressed that he was able to go on Broadway, perform eight nights a week, and then have a business during the day. So that was really sexy. And he was mm-hmm. kind of cute, and he was cute. And like, so we went out like six times, and but it was always like the same thing. He'd have like, I'd have one drink, he'd have two drinks, and we'd share an appetizer or, have, or get a meal. Mm-hmm. But it was very like, but he didn't like, we didn't try to have, we didn't fool around. And then mm-hmm. one night we decided to have a fool around date. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't sleep with him. We had, we had oral sex, but not to be. That doesn't but, count, right? It doesn't count because it didn't go inside. Right. But <laughs> you can't get pregnant. It never counts because it doesn't go inside. Yeah. <laughs> I find that more intimate, actually. It was intimate. But yeah. he, the reason why, well, so he did it to me and I felt like, I, you know, one of, my, one of my rules is that if you do it to me, I kind of feel like I should do it to you unless I'm totally grossed out by you. That's because you're fair. I'm fair. Yeah. I'm a feminist. Yeah. I'm a feminist fucker. Right. So. <laughs> was he good? Yes, but everything was very planned and sort of like, 
I, I can't explain it. It was very weird. And we mm-hmm. fooled around one of his, his, his apartment building that he owned and the apartment was empty. It was very like, isn't he, that very like, like, um, f- like he, last tango in Paris, except you were in Harlem, except you were in Harlem. <laughs> it's like he owned all these buildings in Harlem. But the thing that was strange about it was that, um, like I didn't, there's no personal affects in the apartment. So I didn't really get a feeling for who he was. And he said that he would have come over to my house. I'm like, no, no, let me go. I, cause I want to see who he was, what he was about, you know, and I didn't really want him to come here just cause I didn't want him to come here. I don't know why. And so long story short, like we fooled around and then he had an amazing time. And then like we broke up, like he ghosted me and I, and I kind of ghosted him back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like out with my friends and I get a message, sorry, like, you know, we didn't work out and I just never wrote it back. Like, and I didn't think of, yeah, I never thought, but I, I never thought like he didn't get in my skin. Like, you know, there are people you like, it didn't oh, you didn't go have to tell me. Yeah. Like, even though I enjoyed my time with him and I thought he was a cute guy or whatever, like, like it didn't bother me. Like I kind of didn't really see it going anywhere. But it wasn't a bad experience. It wasn't a great experience. It was just an experience. experience yeah. yeah. Like, I wasn't hurt by it, right. but I wasn't, you know. It kept the thing going. Like, the flame like the flame in your body and heart. Going. Yeah. Like, like, you didn't get too hurt, but you didn't get too happy. Right. I didn't get, it wasn't, it didn't bother me either way. So, I was like, um, I really think that it was a good, you know, but I need to date more people just to find, you know, I kind of been seeing somebody for a long time on and off. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's like, I wouldn't even say seeing, we're friends. Like, he's mm-hmm. been there for me in certain ways. It's kind of a confusing emotionally. Like, a really long time. Like, five years, almost. But he probably wouldn't see it. That. I don't know what he sees it as, but it's... We've slept together a few times. Once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. We go out to dinner all the time. He's very generous. He's been... He's also very close in certain ways, but we talk all the time. So it's... Like, my heart's very much in that sometimes, but it's not very... He's not going anywhere, and I would hate to say it's not going anywhere, but but he hasn't made it go anywhere. So, right. But I don't wait around either. But I do enjoy spending time with him sometimes. You know, so it's a very, you know, weird situation. Yeah. Um. So I haven't been able to really date. When do women in New York have good situations? You always talk to them, and you're like, Yeah, no, Jeff is wonderful. Um, he's got like a nervous tick, but other than that, he's like just a really great guy. And he smokes a lot of pot. Oh, smokes a lot of pot, but when he's not, and uh, no, I love Mike, but he's got like um, I didn't realize that he only has one testicle, which causes a lot of pain for him. So it's very hard to have sex. But when he forgets that he has one testicle, and I tell him that I love his other testicle, we're fine, but I have to do a lot. Of, like, there's always something a little off. Like, everything's great, but. There's so many <laughs> buts, right? There's always so many buts. Like, and then like my friend... He still lives with a wonderful guy. I'm madly in love with him. Then I find out he still lives with his mother. Yeah. But it's only because he lost his job. I mean, he had a great job. I mean, he hasn't been working for five years. Like, it's always something... <laughs> And you're like, there's no like, and I met this wonderful guy. And he has, and, he, and, he's, and we're having a great time. And we're having a great time. There's and always I a but. Be, there's always a but for New York women. There's never a but for even in New Jersey or Connecticut really? or Pennsylvania. Really? You think no. it's us making the butts? No, I think, I think it's New York. Yeah, we're all like alone in these apartments that we can't afford. Yeah, or we get like eight roommates, you know? Yeah. My yeah. roommate left in the middle of the night like she was being, <laughs> like yeah. the INS ninja, was coming after her. Ninja woman. Ninja roommate. Well, you were married. Yes. To for uh, to somebody that everyone know, like in the business knows. Yeah. For a long time. How long were you married for? We were married for, we were together for 10 years, been married for 14 months when you passed away. I didn't know that. Wow. You were yeah. to get, like, you were, so you took 10 years to get married? 
Yeah, he waited. He, uh, we were together on it. We were always fighting on and off six years. <laughs> Maybe that should have told you. No, on and off for, yeah, I know. And he but was a booker of the comics, Lucian Holt. Com- yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, we'd fight on and off. And then we were together for six How'd years. How'd you guys meet? We met at the com. I want. I wanted to find a nice. My church. It was a long story, but my church didn't have. Um, no, I probably don't think anyone knows this. My, I didn't like the minister at my church. She was Southern, and I had this wonderful reverend on 29th. She was actually a church Donald Trump used to go to on 29th and Fifth Marble <laughs> Collegiate. It was. Just I know like that's a, where Marion Williams speaks. Yeah, it was Every just two- like an. Oh, it was a cool church, and this Southern woman took over. I remember Lucian would talk about his church a lot, and I would never talk to him at the comic strip. I always kept a distance. I always kept my head in the notebook. I was always shy. Were you newer in comedy at that point? Yeah, I was okay. barely. I'd only been doing comedy maybe just under two years, a year and a half, right? Okay. I think it was way right before I had my development deal and all these things happened. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. and the, Oh, God. I'm not even... <laughs> and then... Um, and then he mentioned his church, and I said, no, I was just looking for a place to go for Easter, and he mentioned his church. And then um, he said, you know, you're welcome to come with me to my church. I'm like, oh, my God, with the booker? He invited me to church? Oh, God, let me... That's like marriage material right there. I was a nervous wreck, you know? And I talked about... And then you could go at the church, you could talk about... You could mention stuff, like everyone could say their concerns, and you would just go up on stage and talk about your concerns. And I mentioned how... My mother, you know, finally got hired. She was she was on welfare for all these years, and then um, Giuliani took over, and she finally the welfare department finally hired her. Like after being on welfare, the welfare <laughs> like, department fi- like after that's hysterical, and she was crazy. So it was very hard for my mom to get jobs, and they hired her. And then Giuliani um, last first hired first last hired first fired, and Giuliani. Um, you know, she lost her job because of Giuliani. Oh my God. And I remember like trying not to cry and I was so happy that she finally had work and had a reason to wake up and you know, she she was she loved filing. Like my mother would go, You know, I work in this office and there's all these women and they don't like to file. They, <laughs> they can't be bothered with the filing and put things in order. They just you know, it goes wherever it goes. <laughs> Now me, me, I'm so meticulous. I put everything. Oh, there's nothing I love more <laughs> than filing, than watching everything in this beautiful order. So they grew to like me because they'd get me all their filing. They didn't realize. <laughs> well, maybe they do now. How happy it made me. That was my mom. Really? That's that's, crazy that's mom. how she talked. Exactly. That's how she talked. Yeah. She's from New York. She's from New York. She's real character. Oh, wow. And she loved filing. She had files on top of Did files. Did she have Asperger's or something like that? She, I don't know. She was very quirky. Uh, I don't know what she had. I Where mean, was she, she born? Was a, she was born on top of... She was actually born on a lake. But she was a real character. She was a musician, and uh, she played flute and piano. And, uh, you know, she just got a smoke pot. But she, I really... You know, when my dad left her when I was one years old... When your dad old. was a character too. My dad was a character too. My mother was even my my mom was a little bit more sensitive. My mom was more sensitive, but I really feel that her heart broke. I remember she told me about Great Expectations, Miss Havisham. Mm-hmm. Said Miss Havisham got left at the altar. So Miss Havisham for twenty years never 
touched, never cleaned anything, never took off her wedding dress, was like traumatized. And I almost feel like that kind of happened to my mother. Like all she wanted was a little, was to have a little girl. She said she would have gladly worked while my dad wrote. She would have like supported us. And my dad was a womanizer. He was, you know, he wanted to go off and be free. And he was like a rocker. It's like a rock. Yeah. He would like do drugs and hang out with Leary and take LSD and travel here and there. And, English, my, right? Yeah, English. And my mom just liked to, you know, she just liked the more of a, she liked getting high, knowing that she had a father, you know, knowing that she had a husband. So I think, you know, her her parents were, were married. And I think when this marriage fell through, I think something in her just kind of got broken. Just from, one ma- just from the marriage. She wasn't strong enough to withstand the ending of the marriage. No. No, it wasn't. No, that's sad. No, just what she got put through. Because you know, their wedding night, I, I, he slept with another woman. Really? Yeah. Was like, was he like? Did he marry her because she was pregnant, or she got married after? They got pregnant after that. I think maybe because she got. I didn't. It might have been. I don't know. It might have been. Um, he seemed to love her at the time. He was just, you know, he's just. He didn't stay around. He just. He didn't he, think of anybody. Yeah, he thought of himself. And how'd they meet? They met, my mother was working at Oxford University Press, and he was a writer, so he came in, and he said he thought my mother was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. He thought oh, wow. she looked like Ingrid Bergman. And my mom said, she goes, there was... <laughs> did she talk like that back then? She really did, yeah. She just, well, a little bit more. She was very, she was like... Blanche Dubois from Streetcar. Okay. Except she liked New York. Except she liked black guys and pot. You know? <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. She liked black guys. She really did. Moved to Bed Stuy. She's like, now these are some beautiful looking men. I'm like, and she never went back. Oh, she dated black men. She dated black men. Yeah, and then she didn't date did anybody. Did you have a black stepfather? Then a woman, a, a lesbian. Matter of fact, my mom was like 65, 70. Uh-huh. She was in the grocery store, and she goes, I was in the grocery store, and this. Uh, this lesbian, you know, came on to me. I'm like, no, mom, you, you, <laughs> like, yeah. I was, I guess, I don't know. I was in like the fruit section, and she was, <laughs> she wasn't bad looking. You know, she had gray hair and short, and uh, she came on to me, and I said, I, I, I said, I'm very flattered, madam, but I prefer the dick. That's what she, <laughs> she said, said that. Yeah, she said that. Did she you have? Said, you didn't have a black stepfather, did you? No. No, I mean she never like it's like she, she was never, with men that never quite really got her. I think one guy, Jim, loved her, black guy, and it didn't work out. And she just sex started to mean nothing. Love started to mean nothing. Like something happened. At what age? I don't know. Like in the twenties, late early thirties. Wow. Yeah, I mean I was too young to know what was going you on. You understand just, it? I didn't know if she had narcissism. I don't know if she had dissociative. Disorder, <laughs> displacement. If she would have been a little off before my dad, if she got off with my dad, if she got more off. Like I don't know. She was always a mystery to me. That's so and interesting. I was always trying to get her love. Yeah, really. Yeah, and I, I think oh you found God. it towards the end, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I wanted it. Like I never got. It was really interesting. I thought my mom was the most beautiful woman in the world. And I used to like draw pictures of her when I was like a little girl. And well, you're beautiful. That's what yeah, you get. Her well, from. she. 
I thought she was beautiful. And all I remember is there's no one I ever wanted to look like except my own mother. Oh, wow. So I never got jealous of women because there was only one woman I ever wanted to look like. Was your mom? Was my mom. And I remember my mom said, and then I wanted to look like Angelique from Dark Shadows. I remember my mom <laughs> said to me, you can be whoever you want to be and you can look however you want to look. It's all up to you. So she didn't impart any weird jealousy stuff. That's great. That's good. Which was, you know, kind of, yeah. That's, my mom didn't do that either. I know. My mother was a tough, she was a little butchy. You met my mom. She's kind yeah. of butchy. She, I didn't find her butchy. No, not butchy, like looking. She loves shoes and clothes, and but she was always, she did everything. Like she was fixed the car. She'd play poker with the mafia. She, you know, she'd, oh, my dad was a, a you know, a man's man, but my mom mm-hmm. still was very, very tough. Yeah. Overly tough. Like And could do a lot. Yeah. Like she's self sufficient. Like if anything happens, she's Oh fine. yeah, she's living my my father passed away, God rest his soul, and she's uh, you know I mean she doesn't go she doesn't go out her, she love but she loves to drink a wine. Not a lot. She likes she likes to go out to eat. She likes when I come to visit. She likes to go clo- you know, shoe shopping. She buys I get all her shoes she doesn't want. And she buys cool stuff. Like she doesn't buy old lady clothes either. She buys modern. She actually yeah. looks better now than she did when my dad was alive. Do you tell her even though the stuff looks good on her mom, that's not for you? So no, she doesn't dress inappropriately. She oh. just doesn't buy old lady stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, so everything she's matches. She's elegant, Elo- right. ele- yeah. elegant. Yeah, that's great. She wasn't so elegant before, which is interesting. I've noticed that since my father passed, she's gotten more elegant. Yeah, she wears lipstick every time I come over. She gets her hair done nice. Yeah, is she on some dating site that you don't know about? Well, you know what's so funny about that? My uncle, like this is our time or something. Our time. I mean, our time. <laughs> well, I told her she should start dating because she'd probably meet. I guarantee, if my mother went online, she'd probably meet a guy before me. But she only wants a young man, and she, you know who she's in love what's with? What's a young man to her? How old is a young? Thirty. Thirty. Oh, she wants some really young for her. She's eighty-two. She's eighty-two. But this is so funny. My uncle, who's you like... You know that movie Harold and Maude? Yeah, I know. She she's one of those. Okay. She likes... Or or 50. I think 50 is probably... She would yeah. date a guy 50. But still, that's too young, you know? Like, guys that I, I could date... It's only 32 years younger. Man. I've met guys who are younger, but it's always weird, you know? Yeah. But she, she's like... She has a mad crush on Rob Lowe. Like, in her old office, which she used to work, like, she had pictures... She didn't have a picture of my father. She had a picture of Rob Lowe from, like, a magazine she cut out. And I would like laugh, but she's so in love with Rob Lowe. So Rob Lowe, if you're listening, my 82 year old mother would go crazy if you paid a visit to her just to say hi and do more. But anyway, but she thinks he's a good looking guy. She and he's so sweet to her. She goes, she goes, I just like his personality. I just like his personality. That she says to me. She doesn't even know him. No, but she gets the you know just from the TV shows, the from our programs, you know. How many people do we know in this business that they're charismatic, they're wonderful? You think, man, this guy loves women. This guy loves his parents. This guy loves comedians. This guy, man, he, I think he's he must. How many organizations does this guy help? How much uh, altruistic? He's got so much money, probably just. Whatever he needs, he keeps. And then they turn out to be pricks. Oh, all the time, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're sex addicts. They're always sex they're addicts. Sex, yeah, they're always sex addicts. I, and I attract sex addicts because I'm a sex addict. So I try, I, and I read it. I know they're sex I can see the way they look at you. I, could t- I have to be not with a sex addict. because I, I could see when they're like a sex addict. And I attract it. I can, I'm like, oh, you're a sex addict. They think I don't know, but I always know they're sex addicts. I met a guy that liked to have sex all the time, and I thought it was because he was Scorpio. 
<laughs> like, sex addict. Sex addict. But I, I mean, having sex with the partner is not bad. It's like when they watch the porn and then yes. they cheat and they. No, he didn't do anything. They of that. do online stuff and they, they, they do, they intrigue. That's the word. You know? Yeah, the intrigue. The I, never, intrigue. I remember hearing that word, intriguing. I was intriguing. Yeah. I'm like flirting. My whole life I, is you intriguing. Know what? Why is flirting so bad? It's not bad. It's human. You should flirt. We flirt. But it's always like, I, I don't know in like... Doesn't I, intriguing sound like, you know, say you look at somebody, say you've been lonely and not feeling much, or you just got out of a relationship and you're at work, and you just see somebody that makes you feel a little tingle or twinge or alive or pretty. Why is that so bad? Why is that, I think you're intriguing? Why? I don't know. I, I, it's not bad. It's only bad if you're in slaw. Right. <laughs> right. Because... I don't know. I don't like. I think there's got a balance of like I sexuality agree. and and celibacy. Because you can slaw go meetings in Australia are way different. What do you mean? Well, let's explain to slaw. Slaw is sex, love, and, and sex, love, addicts, sex and love addicts, anonymous. In Australia and in England, they get you back into relationships again. Yeah, in Amer- in America, it's like all you do is um. In America, it's like you always wind up alone or a relationship doesn't work out. In Australia, they try and get it so that you... In Australia, they try and get it that you, you get into some relationships. That's the whole point is to not be in some... Like, code, the definition of codependency is you get involved with somebody that you're never going to be able to have a relationship with. That was what, oh, simple, I, didn't even, I never realized that. Yeah. But no, but people are codependent where they're having a relationship, but they're, they're involved. They're toxic. Meshed. They can't get enough. Me and Tim were like that. I was like that, too. Is, I would. I love the guy so much that when he died, I still wanted him. As a matter of fact, I talked to my friend Grace. Gracie's like, Vanessa, he's dead. You're never going to be able to work to, it out. The last the one. The only way yeah. you could work it out is if someone shows up with an Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, I can picture this. Um, listen, I have a Ouija board. So listen, we're either going to get your beloved or we're going to get Satan. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> But we're going to give it a shot because Ouija boards are weird that way. Is this Lucian or the last one? The last one. So you had two men, Doc. Oh, and Lucian, and Lucian, I was like, I, I tried to channel him. You know, I, like when I have such a hard time letting go. When I love somebody, whoever I've loved, whether it's been my, my mom, my dad, Lucian, my ex, different, like there's claw marks on their, on their, um. Coffin? On their coffin, yeah. <laughs> I don't let go. No, I don't, I'm not good at that I just, either. When I love you, that's why it's so hard for me to fall in love. Because when I love, I love. And it's not even a healthy relationship. It's like they're particular, like the person I loved reminded me of my mother. He was a hoarder. He smelled like <laughs> we, More bead and, a bead and pot. Uh, no, beer and weed. Beer and weed was a hoarder. Um, made co- made promises he couldn't cape and gave me a lot of compliments. I'm like, this was my mom. Oh wow, this was my mom. I fell in love with my mother. But you got out of the relationship. I got out of. Re- I had to, but I never stopped loving him. I got out of the relationship because I was told, you know, you're gonna you're gonna die. Only and sure enough, you know, he died. Wow. Um, was that you think that you predicted that psychically or someone told you that? Or- I knew that if I was gonna keep partying the way I was partying with him. Was he that much of a partier? He was, well, he was like, he was, he was, he had manageable addictions. I started to cross over oh, the fine line. Got and, yeah. And um, 
So I was going to get sicker. And like women, you know, it's like... We can't handle it the way they... We can't handle a lot. No. Our bodies are... No, as our much bodies as are... to shut down. Yeah. yeah, I can't drink. And guys can like... Are, can be functioning drinkers or functioning potheads for years. And there's a different standard. Like if a guy gets drunk and does a show, you're like, man, you got... Like, it's cool. It's fine. Don't let it happen. You had a little bit too much to drink. You're fine. And he, yeah, they get high if and drunk. a woman is like... Man, she can't. She, what the she's hell? What's piece, her? She, she's a piece of she's fucking alcoholic, man. Like it's just. It's true. Like if we got, it. if we were like Lenny Bruce, we'd be like, we would never have been. We would never have been as. But let's say we yeah. were funny as Lenny Bruce. No one would ever have respected us. I've told my friends if they like to drink, I'm like, listen, if you're at a new club and you like to drink, drink in your room. If you need to drink, drink in your room. Don't ever let them see you drink. And if you do have a drink, have like half a glass of wine and excuse. You know what yourself. I do? I hold the only thing I ever did. When I sometimes when I headline a club, is I hold a light beer mm-hmm. and I drink it. Like takes me like you know if I'm doing it 45 minutes, I take I take it for the whole set. Right, right. And I don't drink again. Right. But it, it's more so the audience wants to buy. They end up buying more drinks. It's right. more psychological. Right. But I, I never get yeah. fucked up at clubs. No. I've gotten drunk for fun at small shows to see what it feels like and mm-hmm. play around. But mm-hmm. in reality, when it paid shows, no, never yeah. drink. Like right. No. But if I did, they would call me a, a drunk. Right. So I've, you know, but if a guy got drunk. And they stage, do it. And I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Big comics do it. Or, well, you know, working comics. I'm going to say big. But they do it. Yeah. I've seen comics get taken off of stage because they're so plastered. Only to work again. If we did that, bye-bye. Yeah. If we did that, we'd be like, wow. she re- Like, it's just a different set. Of- so that's what I tell women to protect them. I'm like, if you want to protect yourself, we have extra, drink in private. We have extra rules that we have to, like, yeah. like or people, don't drink. I mean, don't drink. Don't right. Drink. Be sober. Like, yeah. we, I think, I think, and I'm not even complaining that we're women, but I'm not victimizing no. ourselves. I'm saying there are, and, and, and you've been doing this and headlining and doing amazing work for years and you see what happens, like how we're treated and how, or how you talked about behind you, but like, I, you know, you just, it's like women, men and women, and women will sometimes attack other women. Oh, yeah, you know, I see like, Well, she was never very funny. She probably wasn't funny because maybe she's drinking a lot now. Like, it's always, it'll be another woman. I mean, if you're a woman comedian, you can break through, but I think you have to be a little bit smarter and a little bit sharper and a little bit funnier. you got to work harder, but then you'll get your props. You know, right. then people will be like, you know what? Because you work funny. all the time. You work. Yeah. People can't wait to hire you. But I went through some periods where I... Self-destructed. I self-destructed. But I, I was held again. I had a different set of standards. We had, yeah, different set of standards. I'm saying, like, if someone else did, went through it, you had gone through. Because I remember you losing they your husband. Like she's having you lost your husband. Yeah, I lost my husband. They were like, I don't think she's coming back. Or she's nothing but a drunk now. I mean, this is what comedians were saying about me. I knew you were coming back. Yeah. I said, you're having a rough time. Right. And those are your friends, and that's why we're friends. All yeah, year. and you just know who your friends are. But what it it's it, you know this is a very fickle business. But like you can either let it make you feel bad that there's a double standard, or you can work with it. It's like Whoopi. I got so angry with this new politically correct way of speaking that it began to like I call it the thought police. I mean, people think what they think, but they say certain things. Yeah, we talk. Yeah, yeah. So Whoopi said. You could either, and I was getting depressed. I was, I was YouTubing all this stuff on, on political correctness and how it's affecting and blah, blah. And I literally thought, what's the point of doing comedy if I can't even really say what I'm thinking? And then Whoopi said, you can either let the political correct movement make you bitter and make you angry and affect you, 
or you could learn how to write smarter. And it was almost like oh, something wow. lifted out of me. I'm like, write smarter. Opposed like, to what? Like opposed- As opposed to um, being angry. It's like, oh, okay. Like These it, fucking political cons. Fucking- so you end yeah. up working at these you know, alternative places. It's like, yeah, I'm free. Man. Even though you don't get paid anything. <laughs> maybe you get You're a in a basement. You make to feel too gonna- old unless you got some dark glasses on and no underwear <laughs> and start talking about how you like anal sex or something. Like, uh, then, then you're like, oh, she's kind of cool. I wouldn't fuck her, you know, but, you know, she's kind of cool. Like, then you're fine, but... You know, if you want to do mainstream, you work a little bit smarter. You know, I had to change a lot of material. Really? I, yeah, I, I didn't like things I used to say about a, a black or Asian. Something when I did my Comedy Central special, I had to say African American. Well, that was always Even the case. Women yeah. in a black that are black women that are Jamaican or they're not African or they're from different parts. You know, right? Or they're from the Bahamas. You know, it's like not always. You know, or that's Asian, the least of it. The political that's the least right? of it, or Hispanic, or Latino. You like, can't say just, retard anymore. No, people start to get upset. I'm like, I don't mean retard like people. I know, but down sooner. I mean retards like people who are normal intelligence. They're acting yeah, retarded. retarded. They can't. They can't get their life together because they're retarded. Yeah, I used to say retarded. I, God, I'm stupid. God, I'm retarded, and I never meant. You just it. said that to the guy. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I just said that to the guy on Tinder. That's it. Listen, I'm waiting for him to say I really liked you, but you're politically incorrect. I know. I said that. I'm afraid he's going to say that to you. <laughs> he was my my daughter. My son is retarded. How dare you say that? Yeah, I know. That's so. No, I love calling them out. No, but they never say retarded. My son is special. I use the child. word fag all the time. Then yeah. they get upset. I'm like, I don't mean fag like you're yeah. a fag, like you're gay. I mean, you want to suck your dick more than you want me to suck your dick. That's my yeah. definition of a fag. It's like in England, you say cunt. It's a, it's an exp- it's right. a form of cunt. endearment. So I was talking to the Scottish. I was talking to this fucking cunt. And I was like, I love you. I love you. I love yeah. that accent. Yeah. I call it cunt. Oh, speaking of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Vanessa. <laughs> Not Gladys Siegelman. A Kanish. A, a split Kanish. Yeah. A Pookie. A Connie. <laughs> a Schmendy in the Bronx. So Vanessa and I are, um, and Vicki Cooperman, she's not here, but we love her to death. We are her three. spirit is here. Her spirit is here. Yeah. Um, we are doing the vagina monologues. Mm-hmm. That's the vagina. 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 Vajayjay. Vagina. <laughs> Powder box. <laughs> Pookie. Pookie. <laughs> Marshmallow. A Schmendy. <laughs> a Connie. A Totata. A tamale, a pokey, a punani, a pal, a pishi. <laughs> My mother said, Are you a, pussy, a, pussy, a, pussy, a, a pussy cat. Yeah, pussy cat. Yeah, they call it a pussy cat and break great neck. There was a woman that said, Dona, don't put your underwear on over your, under your pajamas. You need to air out your pussy cat. And I was wondering if that's what pussy, yeah, the pussy. My mother, my mother actually would say, don't wear underwear to sleep so you can air out your vagina. She would say that? Yeah. So I would, now I I wear underwear all the time. I don't wear underwear when I sleep, but I do sometimes now because I've been getting very moist down there for no reason. I'm in the sexual, my hormones are the opposite where it should be. It's like beyond. That's good. I have no one to fuck. 
I'm sorry. No, that's not an advertisement. Yeah. That's not an advertisement. The show, suddenly the ratings went through the roof <laughs> on the Stacey Pressman well, show. Well, we have pies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Berry Best Brand Pies, for our sponsorship. We love them. Go to berrybestbrand.com. They ship it out three to four minutes. The pies are organic. They, they're grown like fresh berries. and it's like the, They're re- hand-picked by non-Mexicans. They are. I don't know who's picking those. I don't know who's picking them. Speaking of Mexicans, yeah. my roommate moved out oh, in the no. middle of the night. I know, like a ninja. So I had his roommate very briefly. And, didn't uh, talk either. Didn't talk. She just, one day I, I didn't, she, the door was open. Because my door doesn't self-lock. I'm mm-hmm. like, why is my door open? Maybe she, she was tired. She left. Didn't think about it. Went out. We had a rehearsal. Went to the gym. Came back. I'm like, oh, is she breathing? Because the door was closed. Yeah. I didn't want to go open the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to hear if I hear rustling or breathing. Don't hear anything. Um, so I'm, I'm, the phone rings. I still don't hear rustling. So I'm like, that's weird because the phone was very loud. So I was mm-hmm. making noise on purpose to see. It was mm-hmm. early. So I was thinking if she was at home. Then I look in. All her stuff is gone. Except she left a yoga mat. So I'm like, maybe she went away for the weekend. And then I look on the computer where I do the podcast, which is right here where mm-hmm. we are. And the keys are here. So she just left, mm-hmm. like four in the morning. Kate gets into hey, they say bye. I'm didn't like, even, didn't nothing. even tell me she was leaving. Yeah, I was like, that's shitty. And then you went on Facebook and she blocked you. Yeah, <laughs> and she was a, she was like a nice lesbian girl from Mexico. What'd you call? You called her a goofy lesbian. She was a goofy lesbian. What's a goofy lesbian? Like she, and you were like, she wasn't butch, and she wasn't femme, and she wasn't femme. She was kind of like a le- cross. She had no, like, sexual energy about her. But she had goofy energy. A little goofy, yeah. She was, yeah, she was like, I think I might, like, she was kind of, like, out of it, but she was friendly, and I would ask her, do you want any food? Do you want to try my mother's kashavanshkas? Like, What's I tried to... It's um, It's a, it's a, it's, I guess, an Eastern European or Jewish dish. It's basically uh, elbows, noodles. Elbow oh, elbow noodles. noodles. I thought it was, like, elbow. No, elbow noodles. noodles. People's, el- Jews' elbows. elbows. Uh-huh. From the hot concentration. Jewish, all the Jews' elbows. Keep- we keep them in a tin <laughs> from back of the day. No, from back. The- <laughs> elbows from the concentration camp. They're, they symbolize the elbows in the concentration camp. Anyway, and then you take like the barley and a little egg. Like the whole, it's very healthy for you actually. The delicious. And you put your onion. A lot of carbs. Carbs, but healthy. It's right. supposed to be very gives you a lot of energy. There's barley and like all these really healthy grains, and you right. mix them up with the elbows with a little egg and onion. And it's delicious. Salt and pepper. It's, I'll make some okay. for you. Um, if they wouldn't have gone bad, I would have given you some. Anyway, so right. um, so I asked if she wanted to Kashivanishka. I said, she goes, no, I go to sleep now. So then she woke up and she never came back. She never came back. <laughs> wow. That's my life. These, these roommates are weird. I'm not used to having a roommate. I just wanted to get one because I'd be traveling so much, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And and she didn't mind that we did the podcast and, you know. She's and fine. She worked at a cafe. So I. I don't know, you know, my friend's like, go to her job and find her. I'm like, what am I going to do? No, really. Get another room. Let it go. Yeah. It's and meant to be. It's meant to be. Someone yeah. else that maybe talks. Yeah. So, yeah, she didn't talk to me. And I don't need somebody on my butt either. But at the no. same time, it's Just very, goodbye. it's very isolating when you yeah. live with somebody and they're not really, they don't really communicate with you. Meanwhile, I cleaned up everything. You know, I was cleaning up the house. I was buying the paper towels, the toilet paper. And like, she, you know, I didn't say it was all inclusive, but I didn't say it was all inclusive with the with that too you make a little effort yeah i'm like can you vacuum your room i asked her to vacuum her room oh you did i didn't even she ask. never asked well i don't know what's going on in there so yeah you don't 
So I, you know, have she's but eating in there? It clean, right? It was well, clean. she left. I mean, but yeah, who knows? If she's eating her dinner in there. I don't know what the fuck she's you doing in there. I always have to say fuck. I don't. I don't feel. Good. <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's doing in there. You know, master. I don't know what the hell she's doing. But I said, yeah, it was my week of sex addiction. Was last week. I had the sex addiction week where I watched porn nonstop, like didn't stop. It's amazing. You and I never liked that. porn. It's amazing you talk about a sex addiction. Really? I, I'm very open about it. Cause, it's great. Because I don't feel, I think it, women, it's hidden. Guys be like, it's all I hidden. fucked, I fucked, you know, I fucked a million girls, blah, blah, blah. I have a sex addict. 24-7, yeah, I'm a sex addict. We, we're like, it's the shame around it for women, yeah. and I'm sick of the shame. I don't blame you. About it. It's too much. It's too, it's not fair, because I think. women are sexual beings. We're, we're very, se- all my friends are so sexual. Like, yeah. there's very few of my friends, even the, the show, like, I'll give you an example. We went to these parties where they sell the vibrators, mm-hmm. and my friend Vicky gave mm-hmm. me the vibrator, the mm-hmm. other young woman that we're doing the show with. Vicky mm-hmm. Cooperman had an extra vibrator. Not that she used it, but she had mm-hmm. gotten it from a friend. She gave me the vibrator. I haven't used it yet, because I'm not a big vibrator. My audience knows I do finger. Anyway, so. My audience knows my finger problem. Anyway, so, but basically, so we, um, we, you know, like, we, I was saying, I got blocked out by my, uh, we don't talk about it. No, no one addresses it. And I'm not a whore. I just, no. I have, I, I watch porn and I masturbate. And it's probably because I don't have a relationship or a, f- a physical connection because addiction, as we said, is about lacking connection. So I'm not connecting with men the right. way I need to right. where I have a mixture of sex, love, or sex, friendship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I have these events. I call them my sexual always events. They're not mm-hmm. consistent. So I don't have a lover that I like see once or twice a week or whatever. So I don't have that. So I'm missing that. Not that I had it in my marriage, but at least it was, you know, right. we had the intimacy, right. whatever. Yeah. To some degree until the end. But anyway, so for many years, it's been like a good five, maybe six years because the last year of my marriage, I didn't have it, that I haven't been with somebody on a consistent basis. And then when I do date, my dating is very formal. So then I'll meet somebody who's very nice. Maybe we have a connection. Maybe we don't. And it's basically dinner and drinks. And then we may make out, and then it doesn't go, it takes a long time for it to go to bed, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's those relationships. Then I have the hookups, mm-hmm. which are just events. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not really having a mixture of the. It's like you need a mixture of the hookup and the, in- and the intimacy. Right. And we were talking about the six dates. Like, it doesn't, the, the rules, it doesn't even, it doesn't, I have it. We have, um, it doesn't even pay. It doesn't even pay to sort of hook, you know, like. Like to wait these rules, you have to. Do you feel hopeful that you will meet somebody that you'll get it right? I don't know. You might be from New York. What kind of guy do you want? Seriously, I I would say a a fun, creative, financially sufficient that gets you and adores you and lets you be you. That's what I want. And sexual. I would say you need a very sexual. But very hard to. But not too sexual with it. No, not too. I don't like to feel. You want to come home and they're masturbating and watching porn. No, I don't want that either. But I want them to like be like you know I don't want them to be too much but like not too much too much on me either right like just sexual you could be sensual sensual Sensual. doesn't have to be going I don't need someone going down on me for an hour like I'm not even into that like that often like I just want something to be I want it to whatever it is in the moment because sometimes you feel like rough sometimes you feel like you want to be soft and I want someone who's flexible that Mm -hmm. they don't take on a role I'm a dom I'm a sub like that's the other thing that's going on everyone's polyamorous people want to they have a boyfriend and a girlfriend they want to fuck three other people it's like I don't want happening yes poly a lot of those tinder guys I'm polyamorous like ugh 
Yeah, one guy said, um, you know, I find you very attractive and I've got a loveless marriage. And it was everything to say, when you get out of your marriage, give me a call. But yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm not even... I mean, I'm saying, are there girls it. taking to that? I mean, I bet you 90% of the women don't take to that. 99. No. But there's the 10% that have intimacy issues that do. Or that are married. Right. But if I don't they're think... married, if there's two married people in unhappy, loveless marriages... That's a good thing because they don't have to worry about anything happening. I'd like someone to come on the podcast. This is my interest. Mm-hmm. Someone with an ad like that, I would like to see the people that are responding to him. I bet you they're sex workers. Yeah. I bet you they're women that are unattractive. Right. I bet you they're women that he doesn't want to fuck anyway. Right. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there's very few women that, unless they're poly too and they live in that lifestyle, because there is a why lifestyle. Did, why have women and men gotten poly all of a sudden? When did this Because happen? people don't feel, I think people aren't feeling that they're... I think it's the internet. It's yeah. That's like we're getting less and less intimate. We joined the internet to feel connection and now it's turning. But no, what's happening is that the women... Let's no say, one talk. Everyone texts now. Yeah, I don't want to text you anybody. You text your feelings. And it comes out wrong. Right. Like, I don't want to, like, have a relationship with somebody and then, like, not be able to understand what they're saying. That happens to me all the time. I don't know what this emoji means. It's like, you showed me an emoji. I'm like, I don't know what that means. It means hands up or yay or or, praise the Lord. I couldn't figure it out. Then they show that. So I I want someone I could, like, talk to that's not afraid to be verbally expressive. Right. But I think what people are doing is they're getting in relationships, they're getting bored sexually, and then they're finding this sort of moral way of having affairs, and they're calling it polyamory, because amory Mm -hmm. means love, Mm -hmm. poly means many, Mm -hmm. in Latin breakdown. So I think that's what's happening is that people are trying to find love in other people as well as by keeping their primary partners. And it works for some people. I don't really particularly want that like maybe that one day it would be something i'd want but i don't think i want that i don't think i want a threesome right now i don't think i want to do that but i maybe in the future i would i don't know it wouldn't have saved my marriage but you want in the beginning to at least be with like one-on-one right and and then see where it goes yeah that's what is that's what's happening but some people just it's an excuse to fuck around and keep your primary partner right exactly Um, it's like but, the best of both worlds. Right. Like and, sometimes, needed to. and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I, right. You know, but it depends on the people. Like, I think that's where sex addiction comes in. I think that's like you want more and different. And Because my friend knew somebody was polyamorous and he had a different girl in the bed every day. Wow. I'm like, so that's sex addiction too. That, to yeah. me, that's not... But they'll go, no, that's, that's poly, man. I'm really open. Because right. Amory, that's not Amory. That's not mm-hmm. love. It's like loving sex, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're in a confu- confused society. And like the vagina, we were talking back to, you know, the vagina monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this play and, you know, it's, it was written in the 90s and I, I did it last year. Mm-hmm. And it was, we did it when it was read. It was fine. And we're mm-hmm. doing it this year. We're memorizing it. Mm-hmm. So it, makes, it adds different dimensions because now mm-hmm. we're really having to act, act it. Yeah. And I'm seeing that, you know, we were talking about the word vagina and how like it's like there's shame around it. There's like lack of empowerment. Even in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said about that. And reading this piece has made us think differently. And we were talking about that, about yeah, our vaginas it, yeah, and how, our femininity and our womanhood. Or how powerful, like, you know, we, the one thing that this reminded me of is like what vaginas go through from being, like what women go through from the horrible ways they've been tortured or beaten or raped. Or then the amazing things, self-sacrificing um, having a lot of children, being selfless, and then 
you know, about the amazing thing that, you know, a vagina, you know, they this show stress says it's like a beating heart. You know, it opens, it closes, it expands, it, it expands to let you in, it, you know, gets small to, to let, let you, you out, out or let go. It forgives it, and... It forgives. And, and, and repairs. And repairs. It's like a woman can be brutally beaten and raped and then somehow just repair that little piece of her or find someone to love her or she could go through these horrible things and not even know how to love and then have someone show her love or find love differently and then there's women that could just have birth for the first time that maybe just saw themselves as a sexual being or women that have been just like so much of this play is like how women have always hated their vaginas didn't look at them or it's been violated or have had other women fall in love with their vaginas to let them know how beautiful their vagina was. And nothing sexual, it was like the sexuality was in our own respect and love and humanity for ourselves. And how extraordinary the fact that this vagina gives birth to men and women is the creator of life. And for the first time, I, th- I mean, I was thinking, I don't even look at my vagina, I like clean it, that's it. I, you know, I, I trim around the bushes uh, just so that Hair. when I look in yoga class, it looks like I'm not, you know, I take care of myself. <laughs> but it's only for, and like other women in yoga don't look at it. Or if I'm with a guy, you know, I just trim it. What do you area. do? What do you do with that? I, do, do you? Do you trim it? Yeah, I trim it. I certainly don't shave all the hair off. I did that once, and you know what that guy was? Every time like, a guy asks me to shave my hair off, he ends up being a dick. Yeah, no, I no, I have like a landing strip. Me too. Know? I like that look. I like it's like it's neat, it's clean, and I used to have like a. I don't even have a or a try. I, I think the triangle is really nice. Me I like too. the triangle. What's wrong with the triangle? Nothing. I, I think I think when it's shaved, it looks fat. I think it looks really weird. When a guy likes a sh- completely shaved vagina, it gives me the creep. Me too. I agree. And he's never a good lover either. But the whole thing about the vagina monologue is, how, is like, just if women can respect the, the, the whole thing, the sim- symbolism was the vagina is part of a woman. Guys talk about their dick. They have circle jerks. You've never <laughs> heard of women like, yeah, we all got together and fucking put our finger in our clit mask. I couldn't even imagine it. Well, no, that one. What Vicky's monologue. Yeah, Vicky's monologue. It was, was like, but it's a workshop. It's, it's a, a workshop. I mean, it's not really guys a, have circle. I didn't even know guys did that. In fraternities, they do. Yeah, they do. I it didn't in, even imagine. Like women, and I thought. They watch I porn together. If someone said, yeah, it's a vagina workshop where you fill your clit with a bunch of other women, like, uh, isn't there like, is there a, a room that we go into? So Can we're you private? imagine like you and I are on the couch watching TV and I start yeah. masturbating? That'd no. be gross. Or like watching <laughs> porn and like, you know, masturbating like, you fucking guy, man. Like, <laughs> like women would do that. But it's not because we're not sexual. It's like sometimes I've been with men. Have you ever been with men and you act like, and it's like this is this is we always act this way. It's like I don't usually do this, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I fucking do. But you know, I don't want the guy to know that I could. Yeah, just fucking yeah, just really have a good time. Yeah, I don't. You just made me crazy. And then the guy gets really hard. He gets really excited because you're getting really cr- crazy. And that would be like. He doesn't have to know that I really like that because I'm trying to act like he was the special one. And it's all a little bit of manipulation. But you know what? It does make him come back for seconds. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get the relationship right. Sometimes a woman can hide behind her sexuality. When there's just a little girl that wants to hug and watch, like, the movies. Oh, I'm a queen of doing that. Yeah. 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 That's That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So. That's a beautiful point. Sure. Some guys like I want to go out to dinner. I'm like, can we just fuck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just I, should, I wanted to say that the other night with somebody. Yeah. I'm like, because sometimes they're really boring. It's like you know, let me just fuck them because I, 
I'll overeat. You'll bore me so much. I'll overeat, or I'll. Want- I know I ended up overeating, but I really I wanted to really have sex. I right. really wanted to have right. sex. Right. But I didn't want to put that pressure on him because I felt this man feels pressured to have sex. It was like this whole psychological game going on with this man. So I don't ask him. I don't tell him. And he, you know, and he treats me like a lady, but I want to be treated like a whore sometimes. So it's like right. a, a mixture of the two, right? Yeah. So I'm conf- confused. And women can't mention that. You can't like like guys can go unless on the it's show your, unless it's your wife or husband yeah. or or someone like that. It's like a, you're serious. But a woman can't. A guy can go on the show and go like, yeah, man, I cleaned up my act because I really I'd be with the ladies. I just like love to be. with I love making love to women. I just love it. Like if a woman said, yeah. You know, I just love, I get so, I see some of my co-actors, man, I just get so fucking horny, I just want to fuck them all. You know, like, you, we did that. Like, oh my God, women wouldn't do that. No, how about the road? I never the hooked guys up. guys would do that. Do you, I never hooked up on the road, I don't think ever. My friend, I actually was on the road with another woman, this is true, a couple of months ago, and she hooked up, We, but not from the show. We went to a bar afterwards, mm-hmm. and she was sober, we both mm-hmm. were sober, mm-hmm. and there was, and she's younger and beautiful, beautiful girl. And this guy came over to her, and they ended up. She, she didn't. She invited him back later to the hotel. But I thought it was so interesting. She's like, "Yeah, I had sex with him." I'm like, "That's so cool." She was a really cool chick. But I was like, "She's like, yeah, I had sex with him. I just wanted to see what it was like." Right. I'm like, "Good for you." Yeah. Like, like you never hear women doing that. I'm like, that was like the most. You know, I, I think they're doing it more now. It's like we just hook. Like I think we're getting so. I've hooked up with other comedians, right. like not on the road, but I just think the, we're getting more and more into. I think. Sex is starting to mean less, and I think sex is starting to mean less and less. We just have this casualness about it now, and not making it a little bit kind of more precious. Which right. I think it, it should. It, sex should be precious at times when you want the relationship to go to the next level. But you should also women and men should have the same freedom. That it's like a woman isn't a whore because she likes to sleep around. No. You know, it's, that should be a little bit more equal. Well, I think but I do think women want connection. I don't think a woman I wants need connection. to sleep with a lot of guys. I think sometimes if we sleep with a lot of guys, we're confused and lost. If a guy sleeps with a lot of chicks, it's like he's just, you know, playing the field. Right. We're usually like, wow, what's wrong with her, you know? Uh-huh. So, so it's a very double-edged sword. So anyway, so we're doing the vagina monologues. What's the dates? Yeah. Do you have the dates on your, in your head? The, thir- the 14th? And the um, No, we're the 12th, the 13th through the... 16th in Florida. Yeah. Go to bocablackbox.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at the Boca Black Box. And it'll all be over Stacy's Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, be, and, 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 and Vanessa. All, all, and uh, follow Vanessa Hollingshead and Vicki Cooperman on Facebook and Twitter, you'll find us. It's all over my page. And um, we'll be there from the 13th through the 16th at two different theaters, at the Boca Black Box and the Aventura Theater. Mm-hmm. So just figure out which is best for you if you're in Florida. Um, the tickets are great, you know, a decent price. And it's going to be a lot of fun for boys and girls. Boys and girls. And then we're doing comedy, too. Oh, we're, and, and, yeah. yeah, we're doing comedy. Yeah. Which is going to be so we're working us to the bone. We're doing like six shows in like two days. Six shows in two days. The vagina monologues and well, we're two vaginas, four hit. vaginas, yeah. and one yeah. comedy show, right? And one comedy. I thought show, it was yeah. two comedy shows. It might be two. I can't. We remember. might be it's doing just, like six shows. Yeah. Like, right, right, but right. I know it's six vagina monologues and then one to two comedy shows. Yeah. So, so spend the weekend with us in Florida. Exactly. Um, and thank you so much, Vanessa Hollingshead. Do you have anything to plug other than the vagina monologues? Um, like, no. Get the song up. No, nothing to, nothing to plug. I'm just so grateful to be here and just working away. Yeah, we were rehearsing I'll all be day. On the, I'll be in the Irishman next. I'll be filming on Saturday. I'm going to oh, play awesome. a, a linen worker, so look for me. That's awesome. So everyone look for Vanessa in the Iron... The Irishman. Uh, the Irishman. Scorsese. And uh, that'd De be Nero awesome. and Pacino. 
Oh, wow. Pacino, like, just take one look at me when I'm being a linen worker and go, that's the one I want. Hoo-ah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Stacey Pressman and to my very special guest, Vanessa Hollingshead. Go to VanessaHollingshead.com. No, no, don't. Oh, I'm no. I'm working on it. I'm getting oh. my website oh. in two weeks. Yeah, this new website. She's getting a new website. Facebook. Facebook her. And uh, check her stuff out. She's a fucking amazing comedian. And check her, her Comedy Central special out. You could find that online, I'm sure. And uh, what's your album? You have an album, right? Out? No, I've got American. I've got, um, no, my Comedy Central Presents. Yeah. And then I've got um, American Anglomaniac. And because I'm a lady. And I'm working on a fourth one. Fourth one to be filmed um, in Athens, Georgia. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Vanessa. I love you. And thank you to all the listeners and my sponsors, BerryBestBrand.com, our pie company, a berry company. Thank you for all your help and support. And uh, we're going to be on Radio Misfits. This show might be actually on Radio Misfits, so um, our new network. So thank you very much. And we're going to go out with our song by Sam Rhodes, A Comedy Experience, the Stacey Pressman Hour theme song. This is Stacey Pressman.